Hello, everyone, and inside today's Locked On Canadians. It is Friday. That means it is the Friday mailbag. A little bit of housekeeping off the top of the show. We're going to talk if David Reinbacher is the right choice at fifth overall again. We're talking about Josh Anderson's engagement, questionable shoes, heist crews, and so much more inside today's show. You are Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 858 of Locked On Canadians. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. We are, of course, your daily Montreal Canadiens podcast, available wherever you get your daily podcasts on YouTube or SiriusXM app. You can find us pretty much anywhere because we are your team every single day. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla. And before I introduce my fantastic co-host, I want to say it is June 1st when we're recording this. If you don't understand why that's important, it is the start of Pride Month, and we here at Locked On Canadians love Pride Month, and we want to make one thing very, very clear here on this podcast. Any member of the LGBTQ plus community is always a welcome member in our community. We love you. You are valid. We are so happy to celebrate you all of your achievements and how everything else this month. And just to just wanted to kind of do that off the top of the show. I thought that was kind of important here. Uh, moving on, however, uh, my co-host, the active stick, Laura Saba and Laura, I uh, got to say it's quiet Friday in Montreal. So uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I was just checking to make sure that I hadn't missed any of the mailbag questions that we that we want. Um, because I, you know, uh, it's been a long day. Uh, as you know, if you are in Montreal, there are some forest fires up north that have cut the power here uh, occasionally, and the air quality is pretty terrible. So uh, we are getting kind of a late start to our evening, our, our um, mailbag uh episode here uh but you guys have sent tons of amazing questions so let's get into it scott if you're ready i am always ready and i guess the big thing here is getting into the mailbag questions is uh the first one comes from robert rice which is uh based off of Corey pronman's athletic uh draft uh mock draft again 2.0 3.0 whatever version we are on at this point do you find it strange that the Reinbacher train keeps rolling along despite that it's quite common for the top-ranked defender for a draft year to not actually be the best in their class? And the biggest thing with this that I think is important with that question is I read the mock draft because I do that because I want to be prepared for this podcast here. And I got to be honest, the mock draft had them picking Reinbacher fifth overall, but mentioned Ryan Leonard or Mishkov would also be a potential option there. And then at 31st overall in this, they had them picking another defenseman to which I kind of don't really get it. So am I crazy? I, I think Robert makes a good point here is that we've seen guys later on in the draft, not the first defenseman taken become better options in those draft classes. And I'm hoping that if they pass on Ryan Bockers for good reason, I think he's fine. But 
I might just be a little bit biased here. I, I don't know. I'm very torn on this because I feel like there's just way better choices you could make at fifth overall. But if you are talking about, if you're talking about a defenseman with hype and it's not necessarily for the Habs at fifth overall, like I don't necessarily think it's overblown. I, I just, I find, I think that people, sorry, I say overblown. I think our fears are overblown. That's what I think. Like our fears are overblown, but as a player, I think that he's worth the hype. I just don't think that he should be ranked as high as people think he should be is all because he is a large guy and that like large definitely puts you up a couple of higher rankings. And that's the weird part is that like, I, everything about him is fine. And I talked with the Boisvera on Twitter about this a little bit earlier is that it's, it's, I don't dislike the player that David Reinbacher is. I think there's a perfectly cromulent player there. I think there's a very talented player there. I don't think there is a fifth overall player there. I think they're a good player. I think there's a lot of reasons why the Canadians might want to pick David Reinbacher there. And I understand why. It's just, I, I don't love the idea of passing up on star talent on the wing to draft a guy who seems to be a perfectly fine middle pairing defenseman, maybe something more. And we've talked about everyone trying to capture that Moritz Sider uh, for their own team. I don't know if that, if this is going to be that, and it kind of goes against what Ken Hughes says. They want to draft skill. They want to draft, you know, talented players and skilled players here. It's not that Reinbacher isn't, it's just, it all feels too safe to me. And I don't know if I'm just projecting that from fears in previous drafts, but I want them to go for it. I would accept Ryan Leonard at fifth overall. I would still prefer Mishkov, but Leonard at least kind of fits the idea of what we're looking for with this team here. Uh, we've got a little bit of time left in our first time before we've got to move on, Laura. Um, let's see here. I, I've got the mailbag questions pulled up in front of me. And we'll start with this one uh, from Randy Hansen. Which Canadians player needs an adorable pet to make them appear more likable than most? The most. I'm going to say Brendan Gallagher. That's our answer to all of them, right? I mean, he has he has a little puppy now, I'm pretty sure. Like, if we're disqualifying Brendan Gallagher, it, it's hard because I do think a lot of this team is extremely likable in a lot of different ways. Unfairly, I guess people will say Mike Hoffman, even if he's not bound to be a Canadian for much longer, I guess. But I've never really thought about it because, like, Suzuki's got Milo the cat, Caulfield's got Olive. I don't know actually a lot about the other players here. I know Carey Price for the longest time had his two uh, big chunky labs for the longest time. Maybe I just don't follow enough Canadians on social media for my own like mental health and well being that I don't do so, but. I think all of them should get a puppy. At least if next year sucks, you'll have dogs you can take photos of instead of other stuff, right? Right. Dogs and babies. <laughs> God, some of the people on this team should not be having kids. Uh, mostly because they are literal children, which means all of them will have kids at some point unexpectedly in the next year. Which actually might not be out of the realm of possibility for one of the Canadians here. One of them got engaged. We have... More of those mailbag questions, including some very, very questionable footwear choices coming up in our next segment. 
But first, as I mentioned, today's show is brought to you by Game Time. If you've ever stressed about trying to get tickets to concerts, to you know shows playing on Broadway, sports events, anything, I, it's terrible. I know it's terrible, and I know it's always hard to make sure you don't miss this event. Game Time is here for you because it makes it so easy and so much less stressful to get events to get tickets to the events you want to go to. You don't got to plan months in advance. They have deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get flash deals on tickets for football games, basketball games, baseball, concerts, theater, everything. They have you covered on game time, and you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You can get images of your seats so you know exactly where you're sitting and what you are seeing, and you can buy the tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, that's it, and you're done. And they're sent directly to your phone, so you don't got to go digging through your email for them. And when you download the Game Time app, create an account and use code LOCKDOWNNHL, you will get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, all you got to do, create an account, redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We are back here at Lockdown Canadians. And remember, if you ever, 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 ever have any mailbag questions for us, you can tweet us at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter, LockdownCanadians at gmail.com. If you have longer questions or in the YouTube comments, just put mailbag question or something in bold letters so we can see that. Uh, just don't be a jerk. Laura, if, if, if people could see on our brand new fancy sidebar here, uh, there is a topic for today called Josh Anderson's questionable shoes. Josh Anderson got engaged, which I did not know Josh Anderson was seeing somebody. So one, congratulations to Josh and his fiance. Two things stand out about Josh Anderson getting engaged. One, the woman he is engaged to is not blonde. <laughs> breaking the trend of all hockey players dating blonde women. Which, or marrying blonde women. Or marrying blonde women. Jo Congratulations, Josh, on that. The other part of it is, Josh Anderson might have worn the most hideous shoes I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> so here's uh, the thing. People I will let you take this. Pictures, yeah, because <laughs> it's been a while since we've done hockey fashion, right? Um, these pictures, right? Like he knew he was planning to propose because there are pictures of the proposal, right? So it wasn't spontaneous. Somebody was there. It was clearly like he elaborately, uh, you know, prepared all of this. And he was wearing a pair of driving moccasins, um, which ordinarily wouldn't really bother me, but they're this gaudy green. Okay, so they're designer moccasins. I actually looked these up and they're wor the to buy them, like um, not for me to buy them, sorry. In order to buy them, you need to be the kind of person that could drop over 1100 Canadian dollars on shoes, right? So that's, it's a designer brand. It's a brand that doesn't generally get associated with that kind of tackiness. Um, but the shoes had these bright green soles, like the rubber treads. Um, and the rest of his outfit was pretty muted. It was, you know, a light shirt, a light pair of pants. He's a very handsome man. Any other pair of shoes would have gone with that. But now, forever immortalized in the most important moment of his and his now fiance's life, which, congratulations again, I'm so happy for them, is a pair of green shoes that look like you stuck green tires to a pair of ugly loafers. And again, I understand he's got money, 
but money doesn't necessarily buy class. And also, like, they do look comfortable. People are like, well, they look comfortable. I'm like, you can buy any other driving moccasin. There's so many attractive loafers for men, even from the same brand that he bought it from, which I don't want to, like, get a cease and desist or whatever. But, like, you know, the brand's initials are, like, L and then, you know, a V. I just, I feel like you don't have to wear ugly shoes just because you can afford fancy brands right you can be comfortable you can be stylish you can be not gaudy bright green shoes and 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 his fiance is stunning and she looks beautiful she's also wearing muted colors gorgeous like the whole scene is gorgeous there's like water behind them i don't know where it is maybe it's like somewhere in ontario or whatever somewhere wherever in the world and then there are the gaudy green trend treads on those shoes it is honestly Anyway, Josh, you know better than this, but I literally just ranted about this for two minutes. Our mailbag questions were, a couple of them were like, what could you do with $1,100 that are not buying fancy shoes? Uh, With $1,100, I could buy five pairs of really fancy running sneakers. So I look at Josh Anderson's shoes here, and my first thought is, you know that green, like, fake carpet people put on their decks that looks like putting green surface? It looks like that. Yeah, it looks like that's just stuck to the bottom of his shoes here. Like, Josh, like, you're better than that. And my question is, I'm wondering, for $1,100, how much I, or how many poutines I can get from Mapouye. So I'm looking this up right I think now. it's $15.95 for a big, po- uh, for a, for a... Um... Uh, for a regular size poutine at Mapouye with everything on it, it is $18 Canadian. So if I do a little fancy math here, equals I can buy 61 poutines, full size poutines from Mapouye for 1100 Canadian dollars. And I think that's just the wiser investment at this point rather than spending it on redacted companies shoes with the astroturf <laughs> treads on there because also i would prefer to not uh be getting a cease and desist from a fashion company and we have a question from Goladroid in here what should habs players be spending their money on instead of overpriced ugly shoes and my first thought is i was gonna say medical care but like canada has socialized health care and my second thought then is yoga to stretch more apparently like i'm begging y'all don't get this injured next year, please. I think that's that's wise. Yoga to stretch more. Uh, I I honestly, I was about to say literally anything else. That's not necessarily true. I think for eleven hundred dollars, <laughs> you could you know what you could make someone's day if you've got money to burn like that. Don't burn it on green shoes. You know, give it to somebody. Uh, buy your mom a, like a beautiful you know stay at a, at a spa or something like that for a couple of days. Uh, send somebody to the you know the wellness retreats in Arizona. Uh, buy your girlfriend some jewelry or whatever, uh, or now fiance, uh, buy her anything, buy yourself anything. Don't spend $1,100 on shoes that are ugly. Uh, And I guess to wrap up this whole Josh Anderson (laughs) has ugly shoes segment here from Jeff the Red, (laughs) which Canadians player would make the best MC at Josh Anderson's wedding or any wedding? The answer is not Brendan Gallagher for this one. This is the, yeah, all. this is one of the first ones that isn't. You know what? Here's the thing. I look at like who they love and who they they like they 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 are all friendly with. Uh, Josh, sorry, not Josh Anderson. I'm so sorry about this. Joel Edmondson is one of them. They all seem to really love him. 
for whatever reason, they also seem like very buddy buddy with Christian Dvorak. Like I can't tell, I can't get a read on Christian Dvorak's personality, but they all love to hang out with him. So I feel like he's probably one of those guys. Scott, who were you about to say? My thought is that if they gave Cole the microphone, all bets are off on whatever chaos is going to ensue at this wedding here, which I think is possibly the funniest thing ever. I, I do think Dvorak's a good one because I, I might be wrong here, but I believe Christian Dvorak has played on the same team as Josh Anderson uh, when they played in London. So I'm curious because they have a good friendship there. Like Christian Dvorak was good friends with also Mitch Marner and I believe Max Domi. Let's see here. London Knights, when he was the captain, he had 121 points on that team. Mitch Marner, Matthew Kachuk, Mac Jones. Victor Mete, not Josh Anderson. Maybe I have the, I, I swear I think they were on the same team, but I could be wrong with this. Uh, Michael McCarron, Victor Mete again. Uh, maybe I was. Either way, I do think Christian Dvorak's a good shout, and I think Joel Edmondson is a good shout as well. Nah, I was right. Yes. They did um, play together, eh? And also, former Montreal Canadiens legend Chris Tierney <laughs> on the same team <laughs> as Max Domi. Chris Tierney, Bo Horvat, Mitch Marner, Josh Anderson, Michael McCarron, Nikita Zadorov, Christian Dvorak, etc. I think that's a good shout. Devo does seem to be good friends with a lot of these guys. I can't get a read on him either. He and Cole are like best buds. And I don't know if it's just the American thing or what, but I can't I can't get the read on it, like you were saying. We okay, have I have a follow-up question. I yes. know you were about to move it to the next segment, but don't you think that Brady Kachuk would be the best MC for any NHL player's wedding? <laughs> you have to admit I'm right. I do, I'm right. but I'm right. I refuse to admit any Senators player could be fun. So I am well within my rights to just ignore that and move on with my life because I was happier <laughs> before that fact. We have so many more mailbag questions. We're going to try to get to as many more of them in the next segment coming up next. We are back here at Lockdown Canadians. We will be at blah, 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 blah. We will be back on Sunday to record our episode for Monday. Hopefully we will have plenty more to discuss then. And as we always, we have want... more mailbag questions because we're running out of time. <laughs> we are. We're going to try and hit as many of these as we can. We've kind of been flying by the seat of our pants here because my Wi-Fi has been in and out all day. All the caffeine is kicking in. And also it is 8.15 at night and I haven't eaten dinner yet because I am a well-put-together, well-structured, well-mannered adult. Carly, if you were listening to this, I will discuss this with you when you get home. Anyways... Jumping back into some of the questions here, I will save the nemesis question because this is a good one. Which soon-to-be former have will we miss the most? Soon-to-be former since they will not have a new contract offered. So I assume this means a guy like Jonathan Drouin, not someone that is about to be traded because we don't know who that is at this point. Okay, the listeners are going to give me a really hard time for this, but I think Jonathan Drouin. I think he underperformed in Montreal relative to expectations, but I will long maintain the expectations might have been the problem in this scenario. I think that he did a really good job of persevering despite all the hate he got and the mental health issues he suffered at our hands. And I will miss him as a person because he seemed to be somebody who really wanted to contribute to the team despite his inability to do so to the, to the level that he wanted to. I, I was going to say Drouin as well. 
but I'm also going to change my answer a slight bit here. Uh, I'm going to go with Corey Schooneman and not Ooh. because he's not, he wasn't a super great, like Canadians producer or anything, but I think he was a really huge pillar piece for the Laval rocket. And they're going to miss him next year. And I also think that they might not get, be able to get Alex Belzeal back. I think Alex Belzeal had a really strong fourth line season, and there's going to be a team that wants to get a guy signed up cheap there, and he'll get the opportunity for that. And I think the Rocket will also miss him. Scrolling down here uh, from uh, Jason Fella. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that because I don't want to mess up your last name. Jason underscore F on Twitter, basically. I believe if we draft a winner, a Mishkov or a Leonard, we're going to trade for Dubois. Am I the only one who thinks that? And no, because I had the same thought uh, thanks to the Kirby Doc trade. I think if they go with a winger, whether that be Mishkov, whether that be Leonard, maybe trading down and drafting a Gabriel Perot, they will trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois. It all depends on how the pieces fall in front of them. Uh, if Smith is gone, I think they will draft a winger and they will trade for Dubois. And Nashville will be utter pure chaos. Laura, your thoughts? I, you know what? I agree. Uh, the other thing too, though, is again, we keep talking about not giving up assets for him. I think that it would be very risky to draft a winger based on the fact that you think someone else is going to be your star center or one of your star centers. Uh, but I think that if the wingers are the best players available, like they're going to take them either way and then try and get uh, Dubois for whatever low price they can either in free agency or trading for him, but not giving up too much from Jeff, the red, who was your first favorite Habs player for me? It was Saku. Uh, I know we've done this one. Uh, and I know Scott, you understand as well. For me, it was Saku. It was just the first game that I watched. The first Habs game that I watched was the one where he came back from cancer. So I sort of fell in love with the whole emotional aspect of the game. And that's how I became a Montreal Canadiens fan. Uh, and that night was very special for pretty much any Habs fan, I think. And, you know, for him as well, obviously. Um, they came back. You know, he came back. Sorry, they made the playoffs by uh, freaking Senators. Um, so I, I honestly, it doesn't matter who's come after that or even before that. You know, like you look at history and you can have like your favorites in history, even if you haven't really watched them play. Um, and you can have players who were alive when you were alive that you were you would have been able to watch that you never got exposed to uh so for me like the first player that I truly watched in a game it was it was the return of Saku and and I have still he's still my favorite hab of all time I I basically just have to repeat what Laura said I saw Saku and I fell in love with the Canadians it's hard to not at that point I I've loved a lot of players that have come through this one of the big reasons I got deeper into hockey was being from Rochester, Brian Gianta being named captain of the Montreal Canadiens kind of drew me into that when he signed with the team and following them, you know, tangentially a little bit from there, but knowing of them, thanks to Saku before that, and then diving full bore into it going into the 2011 season, it, it those things matter. And obviously your favorites change over time, but you never forget your first favorite player, whether they were good, bad, somewhere in between. Everyone has a story to tell on that. Uh, from Blaine Potvin, what is the best Montreal Canadiens social media outreach and why is it the players' pet videos? What I would love more of is more of like the draft day video they did or the draft combine video they did last year. That was awesome. 
I want to see more of that so, so much just because I think that sort of look into the process, fans eat that up. They want to see the inside. They want to be able to be allowed inside the bubble here a little bit. And I think that was really, really neat. You don't see a lot of that across the NHL at all. Absolutely. And another thing that I like is that, you know, NHL players traditionally don't show their personality, even if they have one. Uh, and I find that on on TikTok, the Habs have been really good at making them sillier, uh, whether it's through editing or whether it's like truly like bullying them into doing stuff on the TikTok. Uh, so I feel like just like not taking themselves so seriously. Yes, they're a historic franchise. Yes, it is an extremely, you know, classy sport or whatever you want to call it like you have to behave a certain way and all of that I just find that showing allowing them to show their personalities and not taking themselves too seriously is really the best way to do social media outreach but I absolutely agree with the you know the videos that that Cole Caulfield was was uh, posting with the lives that he was posting with his dog um (laughs) Olive Olive the cutest dog ever uh, and then trolling us either by petting or not petting Olive, if, depending on, you know, who <laughs> asked the question and, and then, you know, turning the Canadians uh, fandom into a frenzy, uh, whipping us into a frenzy based on, you know, those those lives that he did. Uh, I think I think it's a pretty good way to reach us directly. Now, are you ready for the nemesis question of the week? And I think this is a good one because this was part of a uh, a thing that came up last week. Would you rather buy a spooky lighthouse and turn it into a haunted house type business or a cozy lighthouse to turn into a bread and be- bread bed and breakfast in type business instead? Um, I obviously would want to buy a cozy lighthouse and turn it into a bed and breakfast type business. So this came because apparently a bunch of lighthouses are now like no longer needed because of GPS and modern technology. So they are just giving them away to which I said, I want to open a pub in one of them because who wouldn't want a drink by the sea? And that would then, be amazing. And then Jay said, can we turn it into also a bookstore in which I said, yes, because who doesn't want to drink and read books by the sea, sh- by the sea side with a roaring fire and roast meats and all these other things. And Carly agreed to it. Therefore, I think the answer is cozy, but the real answer is why not both in the fall? Once the weather gets a little bit cooler for about a month and a half, you turn that into the spooky hell lighthouse for a month, get all the people to give you their money for it and spook them for a while. And then when Christmas time rolls around, you break out the garland and the wreaths and the fire and the chestnuts to roast on them and make a ton of money that way. It's genius. You can do both. Think outside the box, Will. Don't confine yourself. It's it's as someone with ADHD that sounds so appealing to me. <laughs> I I'm like I this is what this is all I want to dedicate my life to now is the spooky lighthouse in which I don't know how much it would cost to maintain or like what the Wi-Fi situation is for recording this podcast, but I can find that out another time. That will wrap our show. As always, you can find us on Twitter at lo underscore Canadians. You can follow my co-host at the Active Stick. Follow me at Scott Matla. Uh, if you do have mailbag questions, tweet them at us, LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com. We will be back on Sunday with your Monday episode. Folks, we will see you all next time. Spring? Is that you? 
Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.